Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. Happy February. I really hope, first of all, that you enjoyed my top four spiciest episodes of 2021 that were played last month. And I've decided to keep the spicy vibe going for season two because, well, one, if you recall, I live in Minnesota and it's been crazy cold this winter. And two, being spicy after divorce. Well, that's just so much fun, right? And I don't know where you're at on your life after divorce journey, but I'm of the opinion that Act Two should include plenty of playful and new experiences and also lots of spirited and flirtatious fun. And through that, I think that we we get to learn so much about ourselves, which is my favorite part. I don't know if that's your favorite part, but that's my favorite part, all of the learning. So that is what season two is going to be all about. And I'm excited. Are you excited? I know this is exciting. As you and I know, February tends to be the season of heart-shaped sweets. So I have a burning question for you. You know how I love my burning questions. Do you ever eat dessert before the meal? Well, I hope you do. And if you don't, you should try it. Have a big old slice of chocolate cake before dinner tonight. Yummy. And today, that is what we're going to do. We're going to have our dessert first. That's right. I am saving the appetizer and the main course conversations about dating and love for later this month because today we are diving right into a decadent, scrumptious, naughty indulging chat about threesomes. Yes, threesomes. I know, so spicy and fun and playful. Plus, you know, I love my out-of-the-box topics and this is one I've been waiting to have with you. So what better time than the first episode of season two of the podcast? Well, are you curious about this conversation today? I know I am. It's fun to be curious, especially after divorce. And you are in for an extra treat today because my guest, celebrity matchmaker from across the pond, Mandy Me, well, she is going to spill all of the British tea on threesomes. If you're ready for one or not, how you can enjoy one with your partner and a newfound friend, or how you can find a couple of newfound friends for your threesome and how to be safe in the process. So much to chat about today with Miss Mandy. Now let's get this season two playful, breezy, and spicy chat started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to have this moment with matchmaker Mandy Me from across the pond. Mandy, how are you today? I am blessed, Sadie. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I know. First episode (laughs) in season two, girl. We are going to have a delicious, juicy chat. But first, we're going to have some burning questions. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Okay, 60 seconds is on the clock. And these questions have been tailored just for you. What is your best pickup line? Oh, you've got nice lips. How do you look after them? How do you take care of them? Where is the wrong place to look for love? Tinder. (laughs) What makes divorced dads sexy? Uh, Experience. They've got years of experience, relationship experience, marriage experience. And, you know, most people, most divorced dads um, know exactly what they're looking for. Um, And I think I find that sexy. 
Would you ever consider being in a thruple? In a thruple? No, I'm very particular about hygiene and STDs. So yeah, no. Do you prefer Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day? I prefer Valentine's Day, baby. Inconsistent people make you want to... Slap them around the face. (laughs) What makes you feel spicy? Oh, when I have my nails done, my hair done, makeup on fleek, and I feel so sexy. How far is too far for a long-distance relationship? Mm, I would say mm, probably about 10 miles. (laughs) Handcuffs or whipped cream? Oh, handcuffs. Handcuffs for, for sure. If sex starts at 10 p.m., what time should it end? Mm, Probably about midnight. What is the best thing about being a celebrity matchmaker? Oh, I would say just meeting so many gorgeous people from all walks of life. And the celebrity lifestyle is just so different from, you know, a professional lifestyle. They are just never in one place. They travel a lot. And sometimes I actually get to travel with them, which is really exciting. Have you ever had a threesome? No, I have not. Oh, I have not either. (laughs) But Mandy, my birthday is is this month. So you never know. Oh, is it? Stay posted. Yeah, the birthday girl (laughs) might make a naughty wish this year. We'll see. We'll see, Mandy. (laughs) Well, I know you're a matchmaker and you help people find relationships, but I'm going to guess you don't help them find three ways. No, I don't. I don't help them find three ways or polyamorous <laughs> relationships. They don't DM you on Instagram. Hey, Mandy, I'm looking for a three way. Can you help me out? Yeah. Do you know what? I do get that demand, but it, I just don't cater to that caliber of, of people, unfortunately. So you're not finding anybody um, a, a unicorn? No married couples looking for their unicorn with Mandy. No, no. But they can find them on online. You know, they don't have to go through a matchmaker for that. This is so true. So before we dive into this delicious chat about threesomes, I want you to enlighten me and the listener. What is it that you do as a matchmaker and a dating coach? You're kind of a two for one, aren't you? So as a matchmaker, I help um, high profile professionals and celebrities find their soulmates. So think of me as as your personal Cupid. Um, And as a dating coach, I guide singletons on how to basically build their confidence and date with intention, date with purpose and understand what it is to be in a relationship. So I guide them through the process. So you are going to guide us today on how to decide if a threesome is right for you, right for your Mm -hmm. relationship. You're going to give some tips, Mm -hmm. some juicy tips. So I, you know, Mandy, I did a little bit of research prior to our chat today. It was so fun to Google threesomes. Read a few articles, (laughs) see a few memes. It was fun. Well, I I recently read an article in the Columbia Chronicle, and I'm going to guess that you read that every day on the regular in the UK, right? Listen, I actually (laughs) don't read it, but thanks for referring that site to me because I find it quite interesting. It was interesting, right? Well, the article was called Three is the New Two. Did you know this, Mandy, Matchmaker Mandy? Yeah, I think there is um, a sudden rise in threesomes and polyamorous relationships, that's for sure. But there is a huge difference between the two. There is. I do identify more as polyamorous, although I've never had a threesome. I do identify Mm. more as polyamorous. So what is so enticing about a three-way? It's just the curiosity 
I mean, why are we so intrigued about getting naked with two other people? I think it has to do with the curiosity, the excitement, the intrigue. It's just, it's it's like, it feels like a dangerous experience, right? You know, being able to have sex with multiple people at the same time, it's an unconventional experience. And I think the human psyche is attracted to things that is either an abomination or is frowned upon. <laughs> I think so. I think like human beings are just attracted to things that seem just, you know, not not a norm. And, you know, I, I, although I don't have experience in threesome, I do know that people do find it really uh, liberating and and pleasurable. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I've been divorced for almost three years and I will say I have been interested in having a threesome, but I don't want to do that with just you know, anybody that it just, it's such an intimate, vulnerable thing. So I am really curious about your tips today for myself and for the listener, but also like part of me thinks really Sadie, do you really want a threesome? That's just a lot of multitasking, Mm. isn't it Mandy? Mm. And I mean, I'm multitasking in my life all the time. Do I really want to be multitasking on that level in the bedroom? I don't know. Maybe by the end of this conversation, I'll make a decision. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. So delicious trios usually seem, they seem to involve two women and one man. Yes. But I wonder why that is. I feel like it's, um, it's, it's just not really, it's not right. Is it? It is not. I have, I I take issue with it too. It's because some guys, some guys feel like it kind of has a, homosexual vibe right, to, to right. be they with, don't wanna, yes yeah, but that can be a deal breaker for me and with a guy if I ever want to have a three-way and he's not willing to do that with me because he doesn't want to be with another man in the room I might I don't know that's kind of a deal breaker for me it just mm. seems like you know if I'm open to doing this with another woman and with you you should consider mm. the same for me do you know what if I were to if I were compelled to experience a threesome I would much prefer a situation where you know if the woman was really attractive I could probably get with the woman and have the guy watch as opposed to have the guy participate in the threesome if you know what I mean I do see I would actually if this is this is juicy I love this I would actually <laughs> when I've been thinking about it if that was the situation because I do have curiosity like I wouldn't completely mm. rule it out I would rule mm. it out a threesome with another woman and a man, but I think I'd like to watch them do things. I think I'd like to tell them mm. what I want them to do, Mandy. Oh, yeah. I know it's kind yeah. of naughty and fun. Right? And pleasure yourself <laughs> in the process. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm curious to learn from you, though, when it comes to some tips for couples, couples who are monogamous and they want to spice it up mm. with a threesome, and then for singles like myself. You know, how do we, what are some tips you have for us when it comes to seeking out a three-way? I will say my most important tip is if you're interested in getting into the realm of threesomes, go out on a date. I mean, if you're in a relationship, for example, make sure that you go on a date with a third wheeler so you can all be comfortable with one another and build some sort of connection because you don't want the third wheeler to feel left out and just basically get into the whole sexual experience without you know understanding who is who or even having a feel for the person's the other person's personality so go on a date have fun you know get to know one another before you embark on that sexual experience and my next tip is to also know exactly what 
you want in terms of like the sort of partner third will you know do you want them to be tall short also you have to be very mindful about their health right because you don't want to just have any tom dick and harry off the streets you need to make sure that they are healthy and they've done an std check right um you, you should also communicate as well communicate your boundaries communicate your expectations and express the sort of relationship that you have so they know that okay this is a monogamous relationship and we just want a threesome it's not not a polyamorous relationship right whatever relationship you're in you need to make you're not that looking third to person fall know. in love with the third exactly not, right right it is just fun it is just it's just a fun sexual experience and nothing more so just verbalize what it is you're looking for your expectations and the duration at which you hope to entertain that third person if you know what i mean <laughs> is it once a month is it just one exactly. and done communicate <laughs> Communicate. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what would your boundaries be? What would you communicate in that situation as a woman? So, so you're with, I say, would... a married couple in London, right. saw you mm. at, you know, the lounge. You're like, oh, she's gorgeous. Let's approach her. This happens all the time to women. We know this. I'm sure it's yeah. probably happened to you. So what would you say to that couple? What would be your response if they came up to you and said, hey, Mandy, we've seen you from across the room. How about we go back to our place? <laughs> And do some creative things together. I would, um, so first of all, I would want to know who they are, what they're about, you know, um, and then see how we can schedule that experience in because, it, you know, I wouldn't want to just get into it without knowing what to expect. I want it to be planned. So plan the experience. Do you want it to be a tantric sexual experience? Or do you mm. just want it to be, yeah, do you just want it to be, you know, the regular vanilla kind of experience, vanilla sex? Do you know what vanilla sex is? Beige sex. I call it beige instead yeah. of vanilla. Yes, just basic. Yeah, just basic. Missionary, so a little slapping on yeah, the backside. Exactly. So what I would want to know is, do you want a tantric sexual experience or do you just want vanilla sex and if it's a tantric experience what tools would you like to incorporate when, when you say do you tantric do you mean kinky are we talking like being yeah tied kinky up and kinky and mindful as oh. well right because tantric sex is all about mindful sex it's all about taking your time to enjoy the process not rushing anything and making sure each person gains a level of satisfaction you don't want to leave anyone hanging exactly Exactly. because i have heard from from men not necessarily from women but male friends have told me that they sometimes feel like a little bit like a piece of meat with a couple yeah. Yeah. Because mm. they're just seen as this object to entertain the husband wanting to watch the wife have sex with another man. So I think that is a, a great tip, what you just said there, that if you're the single, yeah. you really need to also really express what you're wanting to get out of the experience and share your boundaries. Yes, absolutely. Like for me, if I was if I was with two men, I would say this. I would say, you know, I'm not going to have oral sex the whole time. Not doing it, Mandy. Not happening. But when you say when you say the whole time, do you mean like the whole duration of the, the sexual experience? Oh, correct. Or? Correct. I mean, I would do it throughout. Yeah. I mean, say it was like yeah. a three-hour tour. I would do it during, you know, that yeah. three hours. But that the whole three hours, Mandy. No, no, no. No. That's too much work no. for Sadie. What, what, what are you? You're not a tractor. Of course not. <laughs> 
love that you know take some breaks for snacks have a water break no i would that would be my one of my limits right there that would be one of my limits right there and also i think for me as a woman i would just i need to feel really really safe if i didn't if i didn't really know these other people Ah, see, that's, ooh, I'd have to feel, I don't know if I could do it with two strangers. I just would have to feel, mm. I have to feel really safe. You have to situation. feel a connection, right? And also I you need to be to. aware of your, that is, that is a really good point. You need to be aware of your sexuality. What is your sexual preference? Yes. Are you asexual? Are you demisexual? Because not a lot of people can just have sex, you know, off the bat by meeting somebody within an hour and then having sex with being them that vulgar, correct demisexual yeah, i don't know if everybody knows what that means so for the listener what i know what it means but why don't you share what it means demisexual so a demisexual person is basically somebody who uh, feels connected with a person first before they have any sort of sexual intimacy right so they need to be sexually attracted to a person and an asexual person has to have some sort of emotional connection with that other person before they can feel any form of sexual arousement. I mean, there are people who feel connected to a person after they have sex with them. So demisexuals are the opposite of those kind of people. There has to be a connection first before a, a sexual connection. A sexual connection is established. So when it comes to the tips, okay, so communicate, know what you're looking for, is establish, you know, expectation around what is this going to look like? When is this going to happen? You know, some people have shared with me that you can't plan a three-way. I don't buy that. I think you can plan a three-way. Of course you can. can. Exactly. Yeah. Some people need it planned. Some people need it more spontaneous. I guess that's your decision. Mm. And also, again, be really particular about what you want to get out of the experience and also absolutely see that everyone is a person in this trio. Yes. In this three's company yeah. experience. Everybody's experience mm. matters. Exactly. Spot on. And I know. Spot on. Any other juicy tips for the listener if they are really looking to have a three-way this Valentine's Day? Mm. So I could give you so tips on where to to find people who would be open to having I, a threesome. I think because you should. Because that could yeah, be a challenge because, I mean, too. Some people might, yeah, because some people might feel uh, slightly um, intimidated and um, anxious about going through their circle or their circle of friends. So, I mean, you can find people who are open to, to a threesome online on dating apps. You know, for example, if you want a casual but relationship. But not Tinder or maybe of- Tinder. I know you're not a fan oh, of Tinder. Oh, yeah, Tinder. Yeah, because it's nothing <laughs> serious, right? Right, I mean, right. Tinder has a lot of gorgeous people who are looking for just casual sex or fun or, you know, one night stand, whatever it is, they are on there. But what you need to do is just create a profile and make sure that you have all the necessary information in your bio, what you're looking for, the kind of person you're looking for, and obviously your expectations, right? Right. And you would find somebody to match with within, you know, a few hours, really. Another good app is Field. Okay, I've never heard of Field. It's like Tinder on crack. Ooh. I mean, literally, it's like a but, you know, when you go onto uh, the bio, you can pick threesome and kink and you can check. Really? Those. Really, girl? Oh, feel. Check it out, Mandy. <laughs> what would you say to a couple where maybe maybe one of them, maybe the woman really wants a three-way and the guy doesn't? It can happen. What would you say mm-hmm. to that couple? So if 
if the woman wants a three way and the guy doesn't? Oh my God, to that is a tricky her. one. That is that is a tricky one. If the guy does, if he is willing to do it to please her, um, that's all well and good. But I would suggest that the woman doesn't take advantage of the situation. You know, she's had it once. She needs to just nip it in the bud because obviously it's not something that he's into, right? And you don't want to you don't want to drown him with your desires. Otherwise, it might have an impact on the relationship. And then you start to lose trust in one another. So just make sure that you communicate um, your your desires and also have um, a limit to those desires, you know. Do you think a lot of married couples choose three ways so that someone doesn't cheat? No, I think some married couples just like to have fun. Right. I think it's juicy. Has, I love that. If I'm ever a married yeah. couple again, I want to be married to someone who wants to have fun like that, girl. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> they just want to have fun. I mean, even if you have threesomes every month, it doesn't stop you from cheating, right? That's so true. Um, so yeah, wise. That's why you're a matchmaker and I'm not. So wise. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. So who should not have a three-way, Mandy? Oh, that's a lovely question. I think um, people who get easily jealous, people who tend to have an anxious attachment style, people with low self-esteem, who have a low self-esteem, you should definitely not get into a three-way because I mean, you know, it's all well and good having that fun in that moment. But then women are emotional creatures, right? And men are more logical creatures. So in that kind of situation, a woman can tend to have some sort of emotional connection with the guy and then things sort of start to get confusing when emotions are involved. So if you know you're the sort of woman who has a very low self-esteem, don't try getting into a threesome, right? Focus on loving yourself so much so you don't have a low self-esteem and then you can enjoy a threesome and not get jealous. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. I mean, and obviously if you're the sort of person who likes to control situations or control your partner in a relationship um, or you're the sort of person who doesn't particularly appreciate transparency, I would say suggest that you don't get into a get into a threesome you know because it can it can it can trigger you negatively um so until you've gone through a sense of self-development you're you have a level of self-awareness self-love self-discipline then you can get into a threesome i did an interview with uh, a couple that's they 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 swing it's Mm. called swinging into the holidays mandy you should check it out it was really (laughs) juicy they had lots to say. And, and I asked, of course, of course, I had to ask about jealousy, of course. I mean, who would ask a, a couple that swings yeah. about jealousy? And their yeah. reply matches your response here, too, where they just they're so committed to each other. They're so yeah. in love with each other. They communicate so transparently that there mm. is no concern. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm. I wish I wish mm. more couples were that open like that. I, th- I thought that was so fantastic. So I think yeah. what, what I'm hearing from you and what I heard from them is if you're a couple, like a monogamous couple, you have to have, have a real secure connection and great communication, which is very different Absolutely. than me just being with two hot guy friends. <laughs> being like, hey yeah. guys, let's do something fun. You know, that's very different if I don't have a deep emotional connection with them. Oh, of course. I mean, if you don't have an emotional connection with them, it's easier to just, to, you know, walk away. So it's more like just the short term sort of fling, you know, you have the experience and everyone just goes their separate ways. You don't even have the exchange, exchange contact um, information, delete each other's numbers, block and delete. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so those were great tips on who should maybe not have a throughway yet, yet. But I want you to also talk to the divorced listener, the single listener mm. who's maybe feeling kind of, you know, down in the dumps. It's Valentine's Day. He doesn't have a date. She doesn't have a date. You know, how can you maybe encourage them to think outside of the box? I just think we're so conditioned to be so monogamous and we kind of limit our our experiences when it comes to love and sexuality. So any final encouragement for, you know, someone who's single, how they can kind of be more open to new experiences like a three-way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I would suggest you go out and meet people. Right. Um, I understand people who have gone through a divorce may sort of um, feel a sense of insecurity. Right. Um, so I feel like you should go out, meet new people, talk to people, have a few drinks. If you drink alcohol, get some drinks to your system, let loose, mingle. Um, and also talk to you know, talk to your like friends within your network about new experiences. Perhaps if they know somebody who organizes sex parties mm -hmm. or someone who is into like a sort of kink or fetish, you know, or swinger, swinger. Yeah. Or if you're, a, if you're, if you know somebody who is into swinging or if you can do some research on swinging, then because for example, in England, we have a number of venues um, swinging venues, right? Where it's either a swinging bar or like a private swinging house party. Just do some research online and go to these kind of events where you can meet people and have fun in the process, right? Have even have a, a, a threesome, you know, at, at that moment. When you really can. I know you can. If you go to a swinger club, I'm going to guess, especially yeah. if you're a unicorn, it's going to be really easy for you to have a threesome <laughs> in that moment. It's just a gut instinct <laughs> on, on my part, Mandy. Do you concur? Just make sure your straps, you've got your condoms on. Have you ever been to a swingers bar, uh, Sadie? I have been not to a swingers bar. I've been to a couple private swinger events. I was much more voyeuristic and observed mm. and asked questions because I, I found the whole thing quite interesting and fascinating mm. and, and very pleasant. I mean, I, there were, you know, a couple of situations where I didn't feel as comfortable per se, but more than mm. not, it, it was a positive experience. Although I don't see that being my lifestyle because you know what I do. Yeah. We talked about this earlier in the episode. I actually do want connection. I am pretty demisexual, yes. which is why I wouldn't yeah. just want to roll into a three-way with, with any old, you know, couple or two guys. Yeah. I didn't know that I, that would not be a fit for me. So it's good to know yeah. yourself well, right, Mandy, before you dip your Absolutely. toe into the pond of threesomes. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, this is why I said earlier, before you get into a three-way, for example, you need to have a level of self-awareness. Um, so knowing yourself is absolutely imperative. And, you know, if you are a divorced uh, person and you feel a bit down during the Valentine's period, you don't necessarily have to participate at all these sort of swingers bars or private events just being around you know people who are expressive and vulnerable and open about their sexuality and probably half naked would make you come out of yourself you would be able to see life differently right and it's a good experience whether or not you take part just being in that moment and seeing these people and seeing the sort of events that they have is a good experience to have. I would agree you know? with you because it opens you up. It, it makes, yes. you 
you know, it's like when you go on a trip, I've been to London twice. It made my world bigger just by going Mm. there and observing and walking around. I didn't move there. I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm still an American, even though I've been to London (laughs) twice. Right. So it didn't change my identity, but it opened up my world. So I'm just using that as a fun metaphor for what you just said. I think allowing yourself to try new things, including sexual things, makes your world bigger. Absolutely. I concur. I mean, if you have any fetish desires, do not repress those desires. Just enjoy those experiences. Go out and try new things because the more you repress your desires, the more discontent you become, right? And you just feel like a volcano that's about to erupt. So go out, (laughs) try new things and enjoy your experiences. Erupt a little, right, Mandy? Love it. Live a little. Live a little. Love it. (laughs) Well, I have loved this spicy conversation as well. And now I want you to share with the listener how he or she can find you. Sure. So you can find me on social media. Um, I am available on Instagram and LinkedIn. It's Mandy Me. Instagram is Mandy, the MME agency. And if you want my services, just contact me directly at the MMEagency.com and I'll be at your service. She is your personal Cupid. So definitely find Mandy on social media. I've never met a real life Cupid before, Mandy. This has been extra spicy today. So thank you so much. (laughs) And happy Valentine's Day to you, beautiful one. Happy Valentine's Day, my darling. Have fun. Well, baby. I know I love Mandy's accent. I'm terrible at accents. I'm really bad, but I had to try. Well, are you going to have your threes company experience? Are you going to find your Jack and your Chrissy or maybe your Chrissy and your Janet? I love that show. Such a fun show. Well, you'll have to let me know. Keep me posted. I'll be so curious. Well, all of this conversation about threesomes and having new experiences after divorce and eating dessert before dinner are making me feel really, really happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. My tip to happiness this week is I want you to allow yourself to fully savor a good thing, like a three-way or a piece of chocolate or a meaningful connection or the peace of mind you have now after getting through your divorce. I know after a divorce, it's really hard to allow yourself to feel vulnerable or happy or playful. And I speak from personal experience because sometimes when you're in that happy place, you're just worried that it's going to go away. It feels risky to really allow yourself to embrace a good thing because you're afraid that at any minute it could just disappear from your life. I get it. I really, really, really get it. But I I also know from personal experience how fear robs us of so much happiness. So practice this week. Just practice allowing yourself to really savor and appreciate all of the good things that have come into your life since your divorce. Like take credit for them already, will you? You have earned them. Acknowledge them. Show appreciation and allow yourself to be happy for yourself because you deserve all the good things, all the spicy, yummy, happy things. All of them. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. 
Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's Eight Tips to Happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.